Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to She's Doing Big Things. So I know that we have had two episodes come out this week. I wanted to give a little bit of a bonus as we officially launch and we end up on iTunes and Google and Spotify. So wherever you are listening from, welcome and thank you. And here's to episode six, your blinders, earmuffs, and high heels. Where the heck are we going? So welcome, welcome. Like I said, I'm so excited to have you here. So by the title, you might think that we are going on a trip, and we kind of are. I'm calling this a trip to bizland, and not just any bizland, but the most successful one that you can dream up and visit. So As I said in podcast, I think it was episode two, Nick, my boyfriend and I, are planning a trip to Thailand and Vietnam. And let's just say we're pretty darn excited. This is actually my dream trip, and he thankfully got on board. So we leave in about three weeks now, and as we're thinking through what we're going to do along the way, we're also thinking about the essential items that we need to bring and also what will make our lives easier, but also the bare necessities because we are traveling sans luggage with backpacks. So it's going to be fun and adventurous and minimalistic. We have a few stops along the way. We're traveling very quickly and we're narrowing down what we think we want to do and what we actually need. So let me just say, I'm the one who has a harder time with this than Nick. (laughs) I swear he's the man that needs like one of each clothing item and a toothbrush and he's like good to go. Whereas I'm a little more high maintenance. I have weather concerns and hair concerns and feminine needs and far more products than any one person can use. So I might be a little more needy than Nick in this case. And he's been so good at forcing me into choosing the essentials and really honing in on what's important and what's necessary, not what I might need to bring with me just as a precautionary measure. So... I'll let you all know what that list looks like when we get there and how big this backpack ends up being that I have to haul around. Let's just say I might be getting my exercise in. So while going through this process, I realize that most people out there who are getting ready to or are in the process of building a business, they really need a Nick on their side. Someone who signed up to take the trip with them, but acts as the minimalistic party in the group who knows what you really need, is willing to get real about it, and tells you when to trim the fat and focus. I think everyone needs that in life, but really in business, because there's so much distraction, and there are so many ways to get there, to get to that end result. Because 
there are a lot of shiny objects out there and option overload. And I totally get it. Like tech stuff out the wazoo, tech options, and it's only getting more and more limitless. So what you need to make it happen and what you're going to pick up along the way adds to the cost and the load of your final destination, right? It gets heavy the more you add on to your business. So I remember having built a company called Fit From Anywhere, which acted as a full-service fitness group, personal training, group classes, and nutrition app. So you could take the community, fitness, and healthy lifestyle with you anywhere. I mean, it was basically like a one-stop shop in your pocket. As I built it, though, I didn't hire a coach, and for the first time, I went full solo with it. Now, I'm an all-in kind of person. Just ask Nick. He'll tell you all about it. I probably scared the crap out of him on our, I don't know, third date in planning our future, and yet somehow he's still here. (laughs) So I guess that old saying is true. You can't say the right thing to the wrong person and the wrong thing to the right person. And let's just say he's my person. So I was so passionate about this app and this business because I really thought it was a marketable idea. The New Year's resolution rally was coming. It seemed like the perfect timing to launch something like this. I had managed to wrangle an investor, and I really thought I was going to make a lot of money. I'll be really honest with you. This was a passion, but it was really a profit. So truth be told, I let the investor go really early because of difference in intentions and integrity. I can go into that on another episode, but let's just say he and I didn't have the same goals or payouts in mind. I had spent, overspent, actually, on tech and websites and done-for-you services and merchandise and so many things up front that I had to make up literally $35,000 on the fly. I had a huge gap to fill, and I, being a solo entrepreneur, got to fill it. So this, along with the fact that I was working 60 to 90 hours of night shift to try to fill that gap, like literally little to no sleep for weeks on end, and a pressing timeline that shouldn't have been so pressing, these factors all led to the fact that it didn't go well. The demise, the end. I landed myself crashed and burned, actually, in a pit of exhaustion and massive, massive burnout. I was sometimes just breaking even to pay the 13 employees I had and making ends meet, but I definitely wasn't getting ahead. And when all was said and done, I was staring at $65,000 of debt, closing doors, releasing employees, and walking away empty-handed. Disappointment was an understatement. (laughs) Now, I say this because this was a horrible time in my life that went on to create massive depression, anxiety, fear around investing, and around business, and literally turned my world upside down. I spent the next year and a half, and even now, paying it back and paying it off. However... It was only when I really started taking a look at why this happened and making the decision to learn from it that I no longer saw it as a burden, but probably the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, I know. You're probably like, what? Why? How? (laughs) You see, before this, I had always succeeded, literally. 
Everything I touched turned to gold. It was kind of a joke in my family. From deciding to move to Kentucky to cheer and winning national championships to deciding to compete randomly and winning overall titles and pro cards to kicking my nine to five to the curb and going gung-ho in MLM and creating a six-figure business in 11 months to then becoming an ECMO specialist on the fly and absolutely rocking the position. I struggled at times, don't get me wrong, but hard work always prevailed and hustle always won. So I grew to just believe that hustle would fix anything, that really hard work would always work. And y'all, this time, hustle broke everything. Hustle created the problem. So let me explain. Here's where this didn't go well and what I learned, and I promise I'm getting to that packing list that I titled this episode with. So I saw the calendar as my enemy. I worked diligently at my night job, 60 to 90 hours a week, and at my day job building this business, literally sleeping two to three hours a day for weeks on end. And the deadline looming for this business was December 26th. And I mind you, I started this on October 15th. I created this deadline in my head because of the resolution rally. I knew it was coming and the fitness industry booms a little before, around, and thereafter into January because of everybody setting resolutions, right? I'm sure we've all done it. So I set this deadline in my head. I started working October 15th and I just busted my butt every single day with the idea that if I got it done and I launched in time, it would all be okay and it would all go well. I hustled. So let me tell you why this was good and why this was bad. I literally learned everything in six weeks from hiring to headshots to videography to promotion to social media marketing to email campaigns to contracts and legal terms, software integration to linking to tool application to website creation. You get it. The list is large not just tools. I learned mindset. I learned thought processes. I learned how to become a boss again. So needless to say, I learned a lot really fast, but I also missed a lot of really important steps along the way because I had a huge growth curve to catch up to, like hiring the right people screening and getting their buy-in on the mission and the company motto ahead of time. Hell, I didn't even have a company motto at that time for them to buy into. Probably should have thought of that. I missed a lot of the email campaigning portion prior to, and this system I know is one of the most important steps. I missed prepping my audience Like they needed to know what was coming so that they could decide if they needed it. I missed a real launch strategy, something that was put in place ahead of time and just walked through step by step. I missed onboarding. My 13 employees got very minimal help 
and systematic approaches to building their classes up and making their money. I missed creating employee infrastructure and accounting strategies. Let's be real. My decision to pay XYZ was based on heart and feeling, and that is never good. (laughs) It should have been based on market numbers and Excel spreadsheets and the final bottom dollar and making sure you have a profit at the end of the day. And boy, did I not. I missed a lot, but I also learned a lot. I learned about partnerships and investors and contracts and legal and systems and processes and best of all, what not to do and what to do. I learned what was most important and what was least important. I learned what to take on the journey with me and what to leave behind. So I know now you're wondering what all of this has to do with the laundry list of items that I placed in the title, right? Hang with me. I promise I'm taking you there and you're gonna love it. Now, this company that I built should have been built very differently. I should have realized that the time crunch wasn't a thing, that there is no should when it comes to business, period. There is no deadline for a launch date. There is no should when it comes to when your facility opens, when it launches, or what you need to do. We choose. So I very well could have chosen to allow the timeline to build itself out with a more realistic schedule in mind, uh, noting the fact that I could have slept and worked and built fit from anywhere if I had extended the timeline into the new year. And let's all be real. Sleep is kind of important. I could have had an abundant mindset instead of believing that if I didn't roll out for the New Year's rally that I would lose money. I could have trusted my gut when I hired certain people in their flightiness to even show up to the first call, let alone their later tardiness and lack of reliability to show up for clients on their roster. I could have gone with my intuition when I took on an investor because everything needed to be big and perfect instead of living out of my own budget and pockets. I could have truly narrowed down what I thought I needed and what I actually needed for the business to be successful and what I could add in later on. I could have really focused in on what was important. If I had it to do all over again, here's what I would have done. Number one, I would have hired five instructors instead of 12 and waited for the right ones to come along who were well-rounded and reliable so that they would show up to the multiple genres of classes they were able to teach instead of just one class per coach. I would have waited for their buy-in and watched how they marketed themselves and their classes so that the responsibility wasn't all on my shoulders to build the business, all of the genres, in its entirety. Number two, I would have hired a different assistant who was more knowledgeable, reliable, and had a better attitude instead of hiring the first person I came across and dismissing bad behavior. Number three. I would have done more research when finding web designers because the ones I had were overpriced, kept raising the price, didn't stick to my budget, didn't deliver on what was expected. I also would have niched down to just classes to start there, so it would have been less to build on the website, and it would have been less to build on me. 
So there are a lot of things that I would have done differently. But what I realized is the most important parts of my business were this. Putting the earmuffs on, drowning out the noise from other people and truly listening to my own intuition rather than being sold by an employee or on an idea that weren't mine and weren't ideal. Number two, putting the blinders on and not looking at everyone else and what they were doing, the timing of how they were doing it. And how they added merchandise and so and so and so because they were farther along than me. I compared my beginning to their ending and I tried to have everything far too perfect instead of starting where I was most knowledgeable and making it work from there. Number three. Rocking those high heels and holding my head high because, girl, I don't know about you, but when I put on a pair of five inch stilettos, not only because I'm 4'11, but because they just feel like empowerment in a footwear item, I always feel like I'm ready to take on the world. So I would have definitely strode into the boardroom known as the world of business with those shoes on and rocked it. I let my guard down. I set the bar too low because I put perfection as the goal instead of a marketable and profitable business. I veered off into I need more for it to be marketable and perfect for people to want to buy Instead of, I know that this sector, this niche is marketable on its own. So point blank, the idea was amazing. The right trainers would have sold it and simplicity would have made it happen. Niches are where the money is. Marketing is king. So when it comes to what to pack for your business, what to bring along with you, I say this, know your industry and your market, set up the back end, take your time and don't look at the calendar, put the blinders on and watch your own checklist and your own goals, stay in your lane, do not veer off into perfection land. Listen to what your future customers want and your own intuition and your own budget. Start where you can build and build from there. Do not drown yourself with the unnecessary noise. Put your earmuffs on and find your own inner voice. Raise your standards and know your worth. You don't have to add sprinkles to an already iced and well-made cake. You are the expert. You've listened to what your industry needs. You found a niche. Now put on your high heels and strut your freaking stuff. You're worth it and so are your services. In life and in business, we need someone who holds us accountable, reminds us of what's important, and keeps us on track and true to our own path and journey. I wish I had had a Nick when I was building Fit From Anywhere. But here's the truth. Nick has an emotional tie. So even more than a Nick, who definitely does kick me in the butt once in a while, I wish I had hired a coach. Above all else, I know any investment made would have come back tenfold. I know that coach would have seen what I was too exhausted and emotionally invested to see. I know... 
I wouldn't have been $65,000 in debt in the end. Hell, I may have ended up with $65K a year in business as profit instead of closed doors and hard lessons learned. A coach doesn't just save you time in making the road a straight shot. They make it less expensive in reminding you of what is profitable and what is wasteable. The 5K I would have invested in a coach led to 65K in debt, a lot of tears, some tough growth, and this episode. So pick what's important. Pick what you're going to pack with you and take with you on the journey ahead of time. Do it before you start. Invest in someone who will remind you along the way and then get doing, but not until then. So my doers, my dears, do not be me. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from my lessons because I think mistakes are our biggest lessons. Hire out and level up. Until next time, dream bigger, do bigger, and do more of what you freaking love. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.